I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. What's up? It's Way Up with Angela Yee. I'm Angela Yee, and Jasmine from thejasminebrand.com is here with me. And this is really Way Up, okay? We're lit today because Alicia Keys is here. Hey, what's going on? Legendary Alicia Keys. Okay. All right, on tour right now, and I've been seeing some amazing reviews. One thing I was wondering, with all the hit songs that you have, how do you fit all of that into a show and decide what's going to play and how long because you got to be cutting out some things that you love it's hard it's definitely hard to get it but i think you know i did tour last year as well and it's a completely different show this Mm -hmm. show is totally different this is a 360 show so it's all in the round it's the first time i've ever done a 360 show and it is insane i mean visually it looks crazy and musically it's amazing and i think part of what was able to fuel what i chose to to play the songs is whatever I did last time, I really wanted to make it different. Right. You know what I mean? So that that helped me this time. But it, but it's hard. I mean, we're running through songs <laughs> and we're hitting them and then we go to the next one. But I also like to keep it exciting. You know, you want mm-hmm. people to, to be excited all the time. Um, and I've been choosing a few a few songs that I don't usually play too, just so that, that, that th- there's favorites of mine. that Like I'm what? Like, <laughs> One of my favorites is a song called Where Do We Go From Here? Mm-hmm. And I love this song. It ex- I was I was actually inspired by Wu-Tang um, when I wrote this song. And so it's one of my favorites. The way the beat knocks is bananas. And then another one is called I Need You. That's one of my favorite songs ever. It has kind of this rhythm to it. But I don't usually play that song. So I'm putting in a couple of pieces that don't usually happen. On I also have a, a second piano that flies up somewhere you'll see. Oh wow. And that piano um, is is where I do a lot of the songs that I'll that'll be requests. Like people will say, Man, I, you never play how do you get the requests? Like, do you look online or yeah, do you in the audience? Like on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I was going to ask you that. With, with song selection, do you 
do you listen to your fans? Like, she didn't play this tonight. I wonder why. Is that something you take into account or you just kind of I go, do. Okay. Or I'll ask. I'll ask, like, what do you want to hear? What have you been wanting to hear? Wow. It's, it's exciting for me to hear it. And then I and then I can kind of bring it back. So that's the stage that I do a bunch of those songs on. And you still make it number one hits, too. Mm. So that's hard because, like, do you incorporate, <laughs> yeah. you know, okay, this song just went number one. So. I do. So Come For Me just was number one mm-hmm. for three weeks in a row. And, and so I definitely have it in the show. And it's, it's such it's so fresh. It's kind of fresh to be able to kind of go from here to there to there to here and let it all just flow. It flows really, really good. So I am absolutely a, a, a major stan of this show. This show needs to be stan. <laughs> I like that you're a stan of your own my show. show. <laughs> I'm a stan of my own show. This, is, this show that. is crazy. So... Um, but yeah, now we put it on. We put it in everywhere. And I love the fact that I've been seeing you do things. I saw the Foggy Raw video, right? right? Where you were with him. Right. And you know how exciting that is for him that people actually hit you up on social media while he was trying to get this cleared. Couldn't get through. I can't believe he got it cleared, though. I'm going to be honest. When I was looking and at the story. And then got to sit down with you. Yeah. You know what happened was, first of all, it got on my, it got on my radar. And Foggy is fresh. I really mm-hmm. like Foggy a lot. Like, if you've seen this video, the visual is sick. It got on my radio ra- radar like a while ago, and I was like, oh, this is fresh. How did it get on your radar? It's different people would send me. Hit it, like, send it to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you see this guy do that? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I, was, and, I would, and I looked at it, and I was like, oh, that's fresh. <clears throat> then Pat time passed, and I didn't realize he was going to campaign. <laughs> He's like, y'all, hit up Alicia Keys and tell her I need her That's on the way, it, and it works. You know how many people about to do that now, though? Don't hit me, yeah. by the way. And right. don't hit me. Like, they know it works. Because like... after you leave, I'm going to try it. I'm <laughs> like, oh, I'm nah, but, you know, a lot, I, I have to be honest. A lot of people do hit me for those particular songs. You don't know, know my name. There's a lot of burn. Mm, yeah. There's a lot of songs that get, like, a lot of a lot of burn that people want to use. And I, I really appreciate how people love those songs, you know. Um, but it has to, has to you can't do it for everybody. No, you definitely can't. It would kind of make it corny, right? Yeah. But he's he's special. I think he's a special guy, and I think he has a vibe to him. So um, I said, well, have him come meet me. And let's mm-hmm. see if he's if he's the energy. And he was the energy that you feel like right. he is. And so it's good. It's and good. little Dirk, you played the therapist in his video. How about how about me being a therapist? You <laughs> I like know. It? She said, "How about I me? Did. Have, what about in real life? Do you do you have, are you that person? Do you, do you do, come no, to? Well, are you that person? Also, do you do therapy? Do you have a therapist in real life? Okay, okay. Well, let's answer both questions. Okay. First question yeah. is, am I that kind of? Am I that person? I would definitely say I'm I'm a therapist esque mm-hmm. type of person. You know, I'm I'm definitely a great person you can trust. I'm a person that you can come and get advice from, or people will call and be like, I'm going through this. Like, what do you think? I feel like I give sound advice, so right. I, I, I'm I'm good on that. And then on the therapy side, I I definitely it's kind of hard to find a really great therapist. I think okay. for anybody, mm-hmm. but I do believe that therapy is a beautiful thing. And I think that if I think everybody, every by the way, everybody needs therapy. Every mm-hmm. there's not a person that's that she tells me. I, I tell Ange all the time. First mm-hmm. of all, you're a that's good why, therapist. That's why she was looking at you like that. She was looking at no, you. So I could tell when Jasmine don't go to therapy. I'd be like, girl, you need to call your um, therapist. <laughs> But she's she. But Angela gives good advice. But also, she, Angela is needs therapy though. We all need therapy. Yeah. She, no, she, some of us need it more than others. That's a fact. Yeah, and we're in denial about it. That's and when I say fact. we're, I mean her. Got so it. yeah. Got but it. also, I think maybe because you give good advice, you said she gives good advice too. And I feel like sometimes those type of people feel like they don't need it. Yes, yes. but they do. One thing I did yeah. do is I I had a really phenomenal like she kind of called herself a life coach. 
I don't know how I I found her through friends, so it was a trusted situation. I mean, I would you know you gotta definitely research the people that you're spending time with and want to make sure they resonate with you. But I found her to be really effective, and and what got me, she had this kind of intro questionnaire. The questionnaire itself was therapy. Mm. I was like, if I just fill out this questionnaire, I right. might be healed. I'm done forever. <laughs> right. So what kind um, of question? Like, can you give us a question that was on there? It was deep. It was I I don't even know if okay. I could. It was so long. Okay. It, was, it took me days. It was exhausting, <laughs> but it, you had to go in and in, and I thought it was I thought it was awesome. She definitely gave me some some great advice, kind of about how you. I thought the thing that the thing that stuck with me the most was how sometimes we ask people to show up in a way that they're not capable of showing up, and then we get mad at them For that not. they couldn't show up the way we wanted them to show up. And she was like, if you know this person can't show up for you like that, why do you keep putting them in a position to, to, to fail you? Right. It's like you're actually sabotaging them. Don't do that. Don't put them in a position that they can't they can't meet for you. It's like managing your expectations of people, right? You can't put on other people what you want them to be if that's not who they are. There's certain people I know, they're very flaky. There's an 80% <laughs> chance they're not going to show up. So don't oh, ask I know they're going to do this, so let me at least make this plans because I know this might not work. Yeah, like don't ask them to do something that you really can't miss. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? If you yeah. can't miss it, don't ask that person. They're not the one for you. So I learned, you know, there's some things I really learned. So I do believe in it. I think it's I think it's strong. Now, one thing I'm super excited about, because I love a good play. Ooh, 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 Because, you know, I go ooh. to the theater. Yeah, Ed loves see, the theater. I do. Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Man, and this, you've been working on this for 10 years? Yeah. It's a All long right. time. I mean, so is it that you knew this was going to be a long-term, like, evolving project or did you think you were going to do it sooner and you're like I just it's I, not there yet I guess I didn't have any expectations you know the theater world is very different from the music the music world obviously this is a musical so we're bringing the music into the into the into the piece and there's new songs in it as well which are amazing so I'm really excited for this piece this piece is undeniable that you you will not you cannot not feel this piece it's called Hell's Kitchen like we said you're gonna find a girl named Allie in her 17th year and she really struggling she's struggling with her independence she's struggling with her identity she's struggling with who she is where she's going what she's meant to do and you you really you really feel for her Ultimately, it's a love story between a mother and a daughter, mm -hmm. and and that's kind of ultimately where you get to. But it's a lot of struggles. In this sounds familiar, there, right? <laughs> For everybody, yeah. Can everybody relate. Yes, yes. yes. Right. My mom drives me crazy. Yes. <laughs> okay, but this is. This is amazing to me, though, because I just feel like this experience, first of all, when I go to the theater, I feel like we don't see enough black people going, right? Because right? I'll go see, like, I went to go see The Slave Play, I went to go see Tina Turner, MJ the Mute, I'll go see all of those, right. and I feel like this is something that everybody is going to want to go to, you, like, no matter what. You are so, like, everybody's going to see themselves inside of this piece you're gonna love it it's very it's very accessible but it's also very honest and mm -hmm. very true and genuine so you feel wrapped up in it the thing that's my favorite thing about it is the songs a lot of times the way I've arranged the songs I, I ask myself why didn't I arrange these songs like that before <laughs> like I, I'm hearing the songs in a way that I've never heard them and so you get a chance because different different characters in the play are singing them in unexpected ways. Mm -hmm. So you've never heard these songs like that, even though you know them. So, and they're killing, by the way. All, everybody who is in this play is a monster. How did you find the character that's representative of you? Uh, uh, 
Malaya is her name. Malia is her name. And um, it was hard. I can't imagine. Yeah. It was hard to find somebody who is simultaneously a great actor and also a phenomenal singer. Yeah, that's tough. Because I feel like usually you're really strong at one of them and the other one you maybe mm-hmm. not so much. And I've been like a beast monster in regards to casting. Like It really has to be strong on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, Shoshana Bean is playing her mother. She is a monster <laughs> as well. Um, everybody who's in the piece is like really, really strong on all all sides, and and it, and it was hard. It's hard, but it's meant to be. And they show up, and it's and you're like, wow. Every time I'm like, this is crazy. So you've been so, seeing the previews and everything. Or, so right. So we've been putting it all together. We're actually right now in the set building phase, mm-hmm. which is incredible. We're doing costuming, and it's set in the '90s, so it's not too much costuming. Oh, I like yet. the '90s. Fires. And House Kitchen a little different now. It still. Uh, different. There's still things happening, but it is definitely. Mm-mm. How was it? Because we're not far from Hell's Kitchen right here. Right. Mm-mm. How was it then? What's the biggest difference you think? Everything. Okay. Yeah. Like every single thing. It's just obviously it was a rough much place. more grimy. <laughs> I mean, it's called Hell's much, Kitchen. It was a rough place back then. <laughs> much more, you know, there's a lot happening. It was a, it was hard. Now it's very pretty, very Disney. Yeah. But it's cool. A lot of new um, cool. high rises and things like luxury buildings and mm-hmm. stuff like that popping up everywhere. So. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so November 19th, it opens at the public theater. October 24th it starts preview so it's happening we'll be there we got, yeah, yes go. you're gonna be there listen, I'm not even playing games about that you know I'm gonna be right there <laughs> and then you've also done like some scoring right for movies as well mm. you've been doing everything mm. I don't even understand how and and documentaries I know we did do the She's the Music doc- documentary um, uh, which is an organization that really brings to light um, women in the music industry and particularly in the creative space but all across the board just all across the board because we know there's a deficit there mm-hmm. and in regards to w- women producers women and en- w- women engineers it's called uncharted so they really um follow these about 12 women because we do this all-female songwriting camps that benefit different artists that different artists can pull from and um and so we follow these 12 women on their journey in this songwriting camp and it's just, it goes into their stories and how they're also artists or they're writers or they're you know having to work jobs on the side and all the things right. and it's it's a, it's an amazing story so Uncharted it just uh, debuted at Tribeca Film Festival and it's really special that is true because think about as far as producers or even engineers like you yeah. don't hear of many women the way that we should Mm-mm. songwriters I feel like we, I do know, you know, that. But as far as, like, engineers, producers... We never hardly me ever haven't worked seen, with artists. Yeah. I don't think I've ever um, been in the studio and seen a woman engineer. Mine, my engineer, Ann Mincielli, she's been with me since the beginning. She's one of the, I think it's 3%. What? Wow. That is insane. But you will see female engineers in Uncharted. Like, you will see them, and, and it's giving them an opportunity also to work and create relationships and be able to build and show their skill and, and get better. And, and producers, I mean, obviously, I'm a producer, but as producers, I think it's 2 or 3% as well. Yeah. Why, do you, is it, why do you think it is such a lack of us in that field? Is it the same as any other field where there's not a lot of where it's male-dominated? Yeah, I think I think there is kind of a system. Mm-hmm. I think people get used to working with who they get used to working with. It's not like they don't want to work with new people. I think sometimes you just don't know where to find. You know, if you if you meet your engineer and then you trust them, you kind of rock with them. Yeah. So if they happen to be a guy, you're, you're with your guy. And if you're a guy 
in the in the business, you're gonna probably rock with a yeah. guy. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and so I think it kinda happens like that and and then the door doesn't become open for different people for different circumstances. So um that's exactly what it's about, kinda opening the door. And everybody's a part of she is the music, by the way. And you know, there's tons of many male executives, male artists, mm-hmm. obviously female artists, females executives. It's all about, you know, even business managers and lawyers and creators and creatives and um, and and everybody kind of coming together to support each other, and so she is the music dot org. You we have a really big database, and that database is one way to try to find people that you connect with um, in the business. So we I love know. that. This is it's fresh. It's fresh. All right. And now I saw. Of course, we saw your drink champs interview. Right? Oh gosh, and the best. That's my favorite interview in the ever. <laughs> really. Ever. I was, when I, it's when like I, two and a half hours. When I saw them teasing, I was like, Oh, she did drink. Champs? I know. I okay. Like, okay. And he wasn't ready for that. He was trying to get me drunk, though. I said. <laughs> but you know I, I can hold it. I can I hold it. I co-hosted with Swizz one time, and he said and this moment went viral because he was saying some stuff that was like, <laughs> you know, Nori be like, mmm. <laughs> he gets really excited if you say something that's like deep. And right. Like, mm. <laughs> but um, one thing you talked about was Empire State of Mind and how Jay-Z was like, oh, those vocals. Can you? Now, with you working with people like Khalid, Lucky Day, Matt, have you ever had to send back vocals and be like, can you do this over? Because how do you, how do you yeah. say how do you How does one say that? You know, it's, it was harder for Jay because we were in separate places. Mm-hmm. So I did have to send it because we we were trying to meet a deadline. And then he did have to figure out how to tell me back. That had to be hard. <laughs> can you, I felt can you for just him. really tell the story real quick for, for All right, people so that aren't familiar what, with it? What happened is when, when I first did Empire, first of all, Empire almost didn't even happen because Jay was trying to get to me. It's nine times platinum, by the way, right now. By okay. the way, we're about way. to be diamond on Empire. <laughs> Let's do it. By the way. But, the, but the, uh, he was trying to get to me and. You know, different people kind of weren't relaying a message. Whatever the case was, he couldn't get to me. Mm-hmm. He finally had to talk to somebody and say, like, is she down to do this record or no? So, first of all, I almost was not on Empire. <laughs> so that's one. Two, when I finally did do it, um, I was I was, uh, I was, was in L.A. And I had to cut the record because he needed it for the deadline of the record. And I'm, I'm cutting it in L.A. and I'm sick. But I'm like, it's okay, I could do it, I could do it, I could do it. Yeah. I get in, I do it, I'm singing it, giving all my heart, all my passion. I send it back, I feel like I killed it. And he basically had to call me and tell me that I needed to do it again because it wasn't good <laughs> enough. Um, and I how, was, did he, how did he say it? You know, he like, uh, you know, he's like, so. so he called you personally. It yeah, wasn't he had like to call a, yeah. me. <laughs> he <laughs> said, so, I mean, I just, listen, I really appreciate you being on the record. Like, it sounds great. It really is good. I was just thinking, though, you know, you know how you do those, uh, uh, like you do a little more. Could you put a little more of that on the record? And also, you think maybe we can go one more time for the hook? You were like, now hold on. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Is that the only time anybody's ever sent something back and been like, can you redo this? I feel like I've said, okay, I have to redo it. Like, I've personally been like, I need to do this again. But I think that's the only time. (laughs) <laughs> and when she's and when she's when she's saying what he said, yeah. I'm just like, oh. like I can like I can feel that like, oh my gosh, okay, wait a minute. But you know what? He was right. I mean, honestly, he was right, mm-hmm. and I'm really glad that he pushed me to do. That's what big brothers do, you yeah. know. They, they help For you sure. be better. And I think it's we we got to be honest with each other. And he don't want me out there not looking my best, and he obviously wants to be his best. So I want to hear the other yeah. version. I just I, do I don't think. <laughs> You're going to definitely hear it sounded like more nasal, like you, oh, that, you, cold, you were sick, yeah. that cold sound. So I did it. I brought it back to New York. We did it again. I think that was the right thing. It had to be in New York, you had to be, Of course you had to be in New York You know, it. it's yeah. like, in the can't be like, man, Empire. I know he's bugging. 
Well, well your question, and was for that situation. Yeah, have you ever had to do that? Because that's mm. a hard call to make. But, you know, you also want to make sure your record, you have a vision of how you want it to sound. You know what? I can't remember a particular one that felt like I usually I really like to do records together. I really, really try my best to have artists mm. together. Maybe my boo. Mm-hmm. Maybe Ooh, my boo is one classic. of them. That, yes. um, <laughs> and it was less about like the vocals, but more about the music. I remember calling Jermaine. I said, Jermaine, I re- can I get a live bass in a song? I, can I get a live guitar in a song? Because it was just, at, the t- at that time of that record, all those damn guitars was that one keyboard that everyone used. It drove me crazy. That's what your artist. I'm like, could we please yeah, just you- put a real guitar in a song, please? And he actually, he actually did it for me. It so. feels like you're a perfectionist just because this is what you do, right? Some people they go in, they lay down their vocals, <laughs> but you also produce and you know play instruments. That's so right. it's a bit of a different feel. And it I feel is. like coming from you. It's not, it doesn't feel harsh. It just feels like, okay, this is... A musical collaboration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's collaborate. And then the other thing is the makeup line. Ah. Okay. We know we got to talk about that real quick because um, I know you got to go, but Key's Soul Care. All right. So give us that because, first of all, I love a tinted moisturizer. That is my go-to on right. days that I don't have to work and put on, like, real makeup. Yes. I just love a good uh, tinted moisturizer. I need to send it to you, too, because you're going to love it. So, Key's, so first of all, let's start from the beginning. Key's Soul Care is really... Um, I really created it because I always had challenge challenges in my skin. I had really challenging skin breakouts forever to, since I was till I was thirty plus. It's just crazy, and so I realized that it wasn't just about what you put on your skin, but what you were allowing around you. And I found that for me, I was having a lot of people that were in my space that were just toxic energy. They didn't have. A good vibe. And you feel like you that know? was affecting your skin? Yes. See, Jasmine? See, it's, I have issues with my skin. So. She yes. actually got medication. And yeah. it it's hard because then you have to go and do things, and it's, it makes you feel very self-conscious. self-conscious. Yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? And especially mm-hmm. being on TV or everywhere recorded, and yeah. and you do feel like something's like, yeah. just, you, you feel like people are judging you, which they are. Manda yeah. was in here counting her pimples. Yeah, Manda was like, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, he was he was like one two three four. Oh, she was like, it was, uh, but it was really bad. Though. I, it was like oh, it was bad. I was no, like, I'm gonna wear mean. a chin strap. Like, what am I gonna do on camera? Okay, sorry, go no, continue. I, but I feel you. So this was me. This was me too. And so that's why I created Key Soul Care because we we developed it with a dermatologist, and everything with Key Soul Care is all about protecting your skin mm-hmm. because I just needed something that was protecting my skin. And there's a there's a there's a soulful part about it that. Ooh, my fault. There's a soulful part of it about it that every offering, I call it an offering because I don't believe it's a product. I feel like products sound transactional. This is about a deeper conversation about how you're taking care of yourself. And every offering has a mantra on it that really just reminds you to turn routine into ritual. Wow, they really want to talk to me. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> so, um, so I turned off the phone. So uh, so that, that has shown itself in skincare, body care, air care like candles and things like that but I realized we have all these cares and we don't have soul care because we're not taking care of ourselves Mm -hmm. which is why our skin and our bodies and our minds are going crazy so that's the premise of key soul care which I love it's so good it's amazing. It feels good. You can trust it. I'm sending it to you. I'm yeah. sending it to you. She closes her eyes and, and she talks no, about it too. No, yeah, you, feel, no, you yeah. feel it. Yeah. You feel it. So recently, you know, what we developed was was this was an offering that is a tinted moisture. It's a tinted, it's a tint and a concealer. So mm-hmm. it has a beautiful light touch to it, but you feel that glow is coming from 
in and out, and it's beautiful. So um, we have that. We also have kind of cheek. We call it skin care color hybrids. Okay. So it's really good for your skin as it also gives you a little color on your cheek, a little mm -hmm. color on your lip, a little glow on your face. That's the vibe. So that it, And you can do what you want with it. You want to feel like you do less, you do less. You want to do more, you do more. You do you. Okay. Do you? I, I like love that. that. Well, thank you. I trust it because it's coming from you. Because right. I think there's a lot of products that we find out have harmful ingredients yes. that you're like, how is this even allowed right. to be on the shelves here? Mm -mm. But mm -mm. we I trust you. We I trust Alicia you. Keys. <laughs> Keys okay. Well, thank you so much for coming by. I know you have a really packed, tight schedule, Man. and uh, the tour is happening. So I can't wait to see everybody. I had to come stage. in. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely everyone says like this is the best they see me and. I, I, oh, nice. I'm only going to get better. All right. Thank you, Alicia Keys. Make sure y'all check it out. Where can people get tickets? Uh, everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> everywhere. That's a great answer. Yeah. But Outside maybe not even. for long, so hurry <laughs> up. <laughs> All right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.